I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's no point in asking. You'll get no reply, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Brighton beat Palace. Newcastle won after being two goals down. And in the championship, Jack Grealish showed his character. Football's been happening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, good times, ahoy! <laughs> good times, good ahoy! Times ahoy! Feels like it's been a good weekend for it. Bloody good. Apart weekend. from um, in my team, but that's not. Did Bobby that. lose? Yeah, lost on TV. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh Should no! Have played on the pitch, mate. One weekend, five one. The weekend before, put that on TV. Nah, don't no, do no, that no, 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 no! Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. There's no shop window down there. So no. it's a matter of TV <laughs> or not. No, but overall, I thought it was a good weekend of football. It was. So we can, I think we should be able to officially enjoy it. Damn right. And Pete and I in particular have had bloody lovely weekends of football. I thought Saturday was better than Sunday, definitely. <laughs> I thought you did. Usually is because you've got the extra day off for most people. Yeah? True. Mm. Yeah. true. True. Do you get the Sunday night blues? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, because Monday morning we're here. Yeah. Songs of praise, mate. Songs of praise. Yeah, true. <laughs> get involved. Exactly. Crufts. It was crust. It was crust. <laughs> Keeping away the Sunday blues. With I... Some, what I would describe <laughs> and what the commentators would describe, won by a lovely bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lovely bitch. Never not funny. It's never not funny. No, what yeah. kind of what kind of dog won? I can't remember. Thing. It might not have even been a bitch. Might, oh, have, been, right. it might have been a, a boy, boy bitch. <laughs> yeah, well, I am surrounded, ladies and gentlemen, by lovely, lovely bitches. bitches. <laughs> lovely ones, though. Uh, and we're going to talk about some Premier League stuff. To, to bitches break, on pitches <laughs> to yeah. break with the with the mould. Crystal Palace. They lost mm. against Brighton. We 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 thought that Palace were favourites because they were. 
and they bloody well buggered it up. <laughs> Anthony Knockout scored a beauty to win the match, although Hodgson mm. was unhappy that he was uh, that he was still on the pitch after that first minute challenge on yeah. uh, uh, Milivojevic. Yeah, that, I mean it was naughty, wasn't it? I, I, th- I mean I think that's a straight red, but because it's happened so early. Yeah, I mean, it, and it is one of those yeah, yeah, whatever minute happens, it shouldn't matter. Um, but that, that, the, the, ref- the, the referee's got to manage the game, hasn't he? I mean, yeah, I mean, but come on though, so that is just, just dangerous play. Sure. Do you think mm. that that's the referee? That's that's your one now. I have sympathy. One, with, you... I have sympathy with Jim's Jim's viewpoint because I think I think you, the referee's got to manage the game. But at the same time, I mean, you take that to its natural conclusion. Someone takes like a nuclear bomb on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. You know. You're like, oh well. The thing is, is in the first minute. Mm. Nah. I he's th- got. He's... I think if I saw a, a footballer with a nuclear bomb on the pitch, <laughs> I'd go. Just before I died, I'd go. This was unexpected. This is about as unexpected as like. Where's he got the uranium from? The how's refi- he enriched it? How's the refined, it? Yeah. the refined yeah. uranium, and how's he managed to produce a uranium? You'd also bomb? often people moan that nowadays in football, you, there's not you, enough nuclear bombs. There's not. Well, <laughs> you, you don't see you don't see stuff for the first time anymore. Think, yes. oh, I've never seen that before. I've never seen no. nuclear fission. It yeah. would be a, a <laughs> well, strange. Listen, Anthony Knockout's got a hand grenade in his boot. We know that. Yeah. For we certainly do. <laughs> It'd be a strange thing to react to as well because you think I, I assume it would have some sort of paneling on it that explained it was nuclear, and you think, well, there's no point diving for cover. No, just got to enjoy this last moment of consciousness. Yeah. No, I'll try and stick one in the net real quick before it happens. Has the Spurs, <laughs> on the pitch. Has the Spurs new stadium got back seat backs that are lead lined, so you can just like duck behind it? Could do, could do. Have they thought they, about that? They seem to thought of everything you know, else. The mm. booking that Knockart um, is it Knockart or Knockart? I, I would say Knockart. Knockart um, picked up was twenty eight seconds. You're yes. going to say it's the fastest run in the Premier League this season, right? Uh, no, say I'm not. It. <laughs> Say yeah, because that's what you got written down here. Uh, I, I was, I, I'm sorry to steal your thunder, but I want to take it on a notch and say, do you guys know any of the information around what the actual fastest yellow card in the Premier League of all time is? Who did it? Who it's for? What time it was? Well, I know this was the first one, the fastest since 2009, according to the BBC. Right, I okay. it's nine quid. He's not getting back as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's like right. Please, please tell me it but involved Luke, the, um, the the flick of the coin and he flicked it in the referee's face. No, yellow. No, it, was, it wasn't that. It was, it was after the, the the whistle went, presumably. Yeah, it was. It was. It, after five seconds and it was on the 21st of March 1992 oh Vinnie Jones correct um, <laughs> it, it was it against Liverpool Sheffield United oh, Sheffield against United. Man City oh okay right, right I yeah, don't yeah. know what that tackle looked like but I imagine nowadays it would be a straight red imagine imagine. and now he's well, fat shaming Piers Morgan yeah true well, we could, yeah, yeah he is we've all put um, a bit of timber if you can imagine in your mind exactly mm. what a Vinnie Jones yellow card looks like <laughs> in the early 90s after five seconds it looks exactly yeah, like yeah, that yeah. Yeah. And, and that would be very much a straight red card yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm picturing like a cutaway from Braveheart yeah do you know Vinnie Jones has less got... bums less bums out well in a battle scene I think he got nearly half the red card Sergio Ramos has got in his career I understand that red cards are a bit easy to pick up these yeah. days I think Sergio he got 13 Ramos. I think he got 14 one was rescinded later right Sergio 13. Ramos and I will never tire of bringing this out has six red cards against Barcelona. <laughs> alone. Yeah. Wasn't alone. Sergio Ramos when he was... Um, Zidane got a fair few as well. Obviously sitting one, sitting one out for uh, Ajax, uh, against against Ajax. Um, That's right. He, wasn't he filming like a documentary up in the I believe the there was something like that happening, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, I want to see that documentary. <laughs> and this, and this, this, going back to, to um, Palace against Brighton, so, you know, so, as we discussed before, it's a pretty fiercely contested derby. Well, hence Knockout's challenge. But Glenn Murray got... Um, Got a decent reception. Yeah. Well, he was at Palace for a while. And he, he scored goals there mm. and whatnot. I but when he scored against them, he didn't celebrate. Yeah. No. 
He didn't, but uh, before the game, when the names were being read out, his name was read out, and he got a, a bit of a round of applause. Which I think is fair enough. Hard to, it's hard. He's one of those players. It's hard to sort of dislike. dislike yeah, yeah, very much, especially given True. how how good he still is. He's right, really, and the way he took his goal. Mm, he's, did he get a better reception or a worse reception than Jack Grealish? <laughs> <laughs> we'll come on to we'll that come a bit on later. That, indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I, I thought the atmosphere was great. The atmosphere is always really good at Selhurst Park, but you you really feel the the. Uh, the intensity of that weird derby. I think it's a worry for Palace, though, that mm. Knockhart played so well. Because if Anthony Knockhart is playing really well against you, does that suggest that you are championship quality? <laughs> yeah. It might do. He's it in the Darren Huckabee zone. So. Oh, what a goal, though. That's a beauty. beautiful. Absolutely. That's, that's a great you... goal at any level. You, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the way to win a derby match. Mm. Uh, both sides on 33 points, just five ahead of Cardiff, of course, who've got a brilliant win themselves. Mm. Uh, I, I've, I've said a few times I fancy Palace to, to pull away from it, and I still do. I don't think Palace will be relegated because realistically it is just that one spot. I mean, Warnock's talked about them versus Southampton, and Southampton will, will come onto them in just a second. Uh, but Palace's home form is worrying. They've not scored many goals at all. They was they've got a couple of good away wins uh, recently. Mm. So uh, is it disrespectful I, to Roy Hodgson for Brighton to go there and win them on, on their own pack? I'd say so. Oh, the oldest statesman of the game. Yeah, the oldest serving <laughs> manager in Premier League history. Indeed. Again. He hit that record again this weekend. Yeah, again, again, exactly. He's breaking it every week at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Messi. Yeah. Like, just records are tumbling. <laughs> Is it Milivoy- Milivojevic? Yeah. Um, I've pronounced that wrong about three times already today. I've, I do apologise. Call him the big M. He loves a penalty, doesn't he? Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> I love a penalty specialist like that. Yeah. yeah, there are two players who are head and shoulders above everyone else when it comes to taking penalties, him and Harry Kane. They're both brilliant mm. at penalties. That's true. Although, sadly, um, for, for the big Serbian, that I'll now call him, uh, <laughs> he uh, that one against Man City, of course, last uh, That was, was a last sickener. Season? That was an absolute yeah, sickener. it was yeah. a shame. But come on, if you take that many penalties, you, you're going to miss... Uh, <laughs> and and Crystal Palace have got... Um, Watford away next and after, in, in the cup and then after that I think they're at, um, home to Huddersfield so you'd fancy yeah. them to win that one because Huddersfield have sort of down tools really now haven't they yeah yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> such a gimme that now isn't Huddersfield it? are now in the back garden bottom of the back garden in the shed just um, <laughs> yeah. working on this old um, four stroke engine they, they, yeah. they, they've kit always, car yeah, kit, oh, yeah. yeah building a kit putting car putting together a kit car they're all building a kit car <laughs> rather than changing Palace and, Palace and Brighton are, are extending their uh, derby their non-geographical um, derby they're going tour to tour they're trying to sign the Chelsea defender Reese James so, uh, are they? That's uh, so. Hopefully, that'll just extend the the, the lack of civility. Pres- presumably, a loan deal. Yeah. <laughs> a Chelsea, a Chelsea uh, youngster. He'll play them off against each other and yeah. make it make it even worse. And then Alan Mullery will come along and throw another change on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you're worth. That's right. Uh, Southampton. We mentioned them there. We're going to mention them now. They beat Spurs two up. A brilliant win. Mm. A brilliant win for Southampton. Up to thirty points. Two ahead of Carl. Uh, of, uh, ahead of Cardiff. Sorry, and Warnock and, and so James Ward Prowse with another lovely free kick. James Ward Beckham. Yes, Jim. Beautiful. He's James. really come into his own since mm. um, Hassan Hootel's taken over because Definitely. he showed a lot of promise. He did. And then he, he sort of, I don't know if he had injuries or he's not really, he, he was getting criticism for not adding goals to his game and he, and he sort of seemed to stagnate, didn't he? Now under Hasenhutl, he's playing brilliantly. He's, he's, he's stepped there. up, hasn't he? And he's, as you say, yeah, he's absolutely that. He's, he's starting to set an example and to lead and it's really, really good to see that from him. Well, he, then, well, sorry, Jim. Yeah. Well, as Luke said, like he, he looks a player with promise, looks a sort of quite exciting young player mm-hmm. um, and he's clearly got a very mature head on his shoulders and it's, it's nice to see that sort of actually, you know, after the, you know, difficult time Southampton have had in the last sort of couple of seasons or so. It's good to see one of those players stepping up because you worry like, oh, are they just are you? Are you what's left after the good players have been picked apart and you're not good yeah, enough? Yeah, it's answer, hard to answer, flourish. Answer, isn't answer it? me this then: When are Liverpool going to sign him? Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to flourish because you're in a situation where you, you're 
you know, you're fighting relegation every season. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I mean, I know they've they've had occasions where they've Under been right Koeman, up there. for example. Yeah, yeah but generally that. speaking, there they've got to protect what they've got and try mm-hmm. and sort of eke out results, haven't they? And that's hard for a player of that of that type. Yeah, we know that, that they can produce young players, of course, haven't they? For crying out loud. Uh, but but you're right. It is good to see uh, someone like Wal Prowse really kind of taking it forward. And, and I don't know what Hasselhutl said. Hasselhutl said to him. He said maybe you know you understand the club maybe a bit better than than maybe one or two others on the pitch and so on. Go out there and bloody show him what you can do. And he certainly is. And Josh Sims, he came on. I think he was man of the match actually. He came on at half time around about there. Helped change the game uh, and win it for Southampton. And Hasselhutl was seen on the pitch after the final whistle, celebrating with his players in a little huddle. Yeah, what, it, what sort of um, German-speaking managers? Because he's Austrian, isn't he? Hassan Hootl. Yes, yeah. they love a huddle. Yeah, they do love a, a huddle. huddle and a cuddle. I've, I've had a few people criticise the huddle. Yeah, saying that like if you've on not done pitch. it, if you've not done it before, you get on the pitch and you're never going to do it. But I think it's probably just a rallying call, right? So I don't going. like. I hate the pre-match tunnel. Uh, tunnel? That, no, that's a yeah. vital part of the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to get in? Bar- you have to dig your own. You especially, to buy a ticket, especially yeah. in the Super Classico <laughs> in Argentina. If you don't have that tunnel, then yeah, the players are getting at, yeah. pelted with goodness knows what. Uh, the, the the pre-match huddle. Um, depends. No, there's an element to it. I think I used to hate it. Now I'm a bit more in my old age. It's a bit for show. Yes. It's a bit to be seen yeah. to be doing it. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Especially like teams that are kind of like down the bottom end of the of, of the table, like Newcastle frequently are. They they occasionally get involved. I'm like, do they? Do we, well, I like to see that because God, oh, we we need all the help. <laughs> <in that laughs> yeah. I, do, I think huddle etiquette doesn't really bother me that much. No, it doesn't no, bother no. me really. Uh, do we have a huddle before we go on stage at a live show? Oh yeah, we might have done that once. Yeah, I think it's Madonna esque. No one else is looking though, are they? No, no, it's just for us. I think will Jimmy Bollard be parodying next week on field? I think that if it is quite an impromptu thing, then fair enough. Whereas if it's like right, we've got to do the team, then we go out and then we do the huddle, and then we do. I think some people will probably some of the younger players might really benefit from it because you've got the captain in there he's leading the charge and he's yeah. saying right we're all doing this together sort of thing and it will give you a galvanising effect but I suppose the criticism maybe comes from the fact that do that in the dressing room you're focused and you're yeah. away because sometimes you see players This might, I'll tell you what might be just me getting old or us getting old <clears throat> I remember players being a lot more focused in the tunnel than they seem to be now mm. they're a lot more sort of jovial now aren't they true but then yeah. that can go either one way or the other sometimes you're a bit more too highly strung or yeah. wound up maybe like Anthony up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I think like if, and, and, and to be honest he didn't cover his mouth did he Hasn't Hoodle, when he was uh, giving the old uh, giving the no. old instructions so, I've got to sign on that later by so the way you could, uh, so it's just nice to see somebody not covering their mouth when they're talking mm. yeah and I would like to see them do it all in the goal net yeah like a meeting room pretend the, the goal net is a meeting room and both teams get to sort of use it <clears throat> Watercooler in the corner. Watercooler. Yeah. <laughs> got, got to book it out. Yeah, yeah. got to book yeah. it out. Yeah. Start. But if or maybe gonna... do one big one in the centre circle. You've got to shout at each other. There's already a team. There's already a team in it. <laughs> but on, on the game itself, second half, um, and and Pochettino was fuming. Isn't he it? was on the BBC website. They had his whole post-match um, interview. It was about 15 minutes long. <laughs> he, he, he couldn't stop talking about how annoyed he was, and and I think the complacency he talked about. I think that was evident because yeah. people are saying, oh, maybe Spurs have run out of steam or whatever. But some of the players they brought in, Ali, Dyer, Walker, Peters, um, Mora, who haven't played an awful lot of football. Now, I know some of those have been injured and they might not be able to last the whole distance and all the rest of it. Still, though. But you'd expect them to close it out. And I think it is a bit complacent. You're, you're going away to a team who's fighting for their lives. Yeah. You know, you can't expect the game to be won at 1-0 in any game in the Premier League because we've seen what it's like, especially a game a team who are ho- at home and fighting for their lives. I thought it was really disappointing. Yeah. And now he, they're in a fight, Spurs. He actually said it was complacency and, and arrogance. He's, it's rare that you see a manager so 
lose their rag like that. Well, not lose their rag, but be so sort of <laughs> pointedly critical. So I thought you were going to say then, it's rare to hear an Argentinian so hypocritical. I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I'll leave that. Sanct- a bit sanctimonious, isn't it, Potch? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, with um... your black suit and your black tie, <laughs> knocking about like you own the place. You're only renting Wembley, mate. Because <laughs> well, we, we That about... was what Jim was going to say, but yeah, you didn't have the bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, what else <laughs> do you want to we say, were, Jim? We were talking about <laughs> Jurgen Klopp, perhaps... Um, letting his emotions get the better of him at times. And I think Pochettino has a bit of that as well. Because you can see sometimes he seems to get annoyed at himself for losing his cool a little bit. And that's happening here as well. And you wonder what sort of message that sends to the dressing room. Because they need to galvanise it. They've think... got Liverpool at Anfield next. I don't know if that's co- losing his cool. I mean, lost his cool. The Burnley game seems to It's very spiky though. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I just think he thinks, and I think he's a great manager. He is. But yeah. I, think he think, I think he thinks he's the dog's bollocks. And fair enough... Probably rightly so, hmm. but is it going too far? Well, they've, what, what have they lost? They've lost, what, three of their last four league games. I mean, it was only a few weeks ago that they had a chance to go within a couple of points of the top. That's or right. Two or three mm. points of the top. They're now 13 points off the top. They've, a Life lot of people say, no, fast, no, they've, they've, Life comes at you fast, man. <laughs> have we, have we uh, spoken about the... Uh, table now. Yeah. Have we spoken about the, the new Spurs stadium and how uh, little room they've left for anyone taking a corner before yeah. uh, the pitch oh, wow. starts to slow down? That's great. Let's get amongst it. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, do you want like, the London stadium, there's do you? No, there's no run, uh, run up there. Do you know what, though? At the side of the pit, is there not a bit of a drop like that poor Brazilian? Was it a Brazilian oh, yeah. chap in the J-League? Yeah, that was... Yeah. Ooh, there are a lot of Brazilian chaps in the J-League. He sort of leapt over the hoardings. Yeah, you could have a bit of that. You got a no. I like, like it na- closed like in. Na- yeah, I know. Like, yeah, but you still got to take a corner. Look how much space yeah. I've got. Players, down. Only, run up. players only take a couple, sp- a couple of paces. You can they? only do an in swinger. You that can't stand yeah, around. That's, that's right. You're not having any left footed players take one from there. Yeah. Maybe that'll be sorted out in the test events. Mm. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a little platform. Yeah. <laughs> a little corner platform they bring <laughs> like up. Little, yeah. Like a little but, runway. Yeah. yeah. But seriously, though, the, the chance of Spurs getting in the top four now, they've got a battle on that. This is the thing, look, and I think Pochettino, whatever one may say about losing his cool or he thinks this, that, and the other, other. The fact of the matter is, they have been uh, dropping points quite rapidly of late, and it's for the, for their standards now, which Pochettino and the players have 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 raised the bar of year on year. It's it's not really that good enough, and, and as you say, they are now in this battle with with Manchester United, with Arsenal, uh, who are just behind them, and Chelsea, who have got a game in hand. Yeah. Of course, Chelsea win that game, and I think they're only a point behind Spurs. Whereas a minute a minute ago, it was kind of like, oh, are they an outside bet. Their game the in hand against Brighton as well. I think yeah. they've gone from. Um, They've gone from winning games late on to well, to, to losing them now and to, to mm. you know to, to conceding and it feels like in that sort of last half an hour last twenty minutes they look they look a bit fatigued and that is understandable given the amount of uh, of games that like a lot of those players have played. They used to be going to the well, kept going to the well. Now yeah. they can't even be able to get out of bed, yeah. put the slippers on and go to the well, and someone else is already at the well exactly. and the well's dry, mm. but they don't even know the well's the dry because they can't get out of well. bed. So they're rubbish. I know. How many people have wells nowadays? I don't know. Well. <laughs> well, ask Sven, he does. Yeah. Uh, right then, we've been polite enough, haven't we, Peter? Yes. Get that all that chutney out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> now let's talk about Newcastle United against uh, Everton. Pickford. Here's a stat attack for you. Newcastle came from two goals down to win a Premier League game for the first time since October 2003 against Fulham under Sir Bobby Robson. Is it fair to say that they've lost a bit of their spirit since that time? Should we put, should we put, should we put, uh, put, put Pete, Pete put, let's Pete put through the ringer and uh, name the team that Newcastle fielded that day in Lovely 2003. One. And the game was actually at Loftus Road because Craven Cottage was being redeveloped oh, yeah, yeah, at the time. Yeah. Wow. Um, Pete, do you want me to run you through it? 2003, Shearer, Bellamy. Shearer scored two, I think. Did he? Shearer did score two. Bellamy didn't play. 
Did he not play? No. Nah. I said no. I'll tell you the team was. Shea given in goal. Great. Big Shay. Great keeper. Although you like Dubravka, don't you? So it's not the I end do of like Dubravka, yeah. <laughs> a back, a back uh, four of Hughes, Bernard, O'Brien and Titus Bramble. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, love that. And this, this, was a cha- this was a side in the Champions League, was it not? This, uh, Have they been Champions League uh, around that, that yeah, time? Yeah, around that time, yeah. Listen, the midfield is great stuff. It is great. Nobby's in there for a number of different reasons. Nobby's no, no, no. He'd gone by then. Oh, he gone by then? No, he hadn't gone by then. He wasn't playing. Okay. Oh, didn't Lee Clark's got for Fulham? Yes, he did. Yeah. And he and he did a non-celebration. Yeah, he did. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good knowledge, Peter. Yeah. The midfield: Jermaine Genus, lovely. Back then, would have been known as Jermaine Genus, of yeah, course. Yeah. Dyer. Um, no. Uh, Gary Speed. No, no, not Keith Gillespie, surely. Lee no. Bowyer. Yeah. And Lauren Robert. Lauren oh, Robert. Yes. Up front, Shearer with Big Shola. Shola. Shola, Shola scored, did he? No, he didn't. Oh, Robert he got the first. Oh, okay. Robert got the first. Shola scored. Was it against Sunderland? <laughs> and the answer's no, he didn't score. Shola didn't score. Really sounds like a Newcastle podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it does, yeah. It's probably out there. If Shola scored on the pitch. Fulham's team, Van der Sar, Leacock, mm-hmm. Bonacell, Knight, Goma, Legwinski, Mark Pembridge, who was substituted Pembridge. off for uh, Inamoto. Uh, Lee Clark, Steve Malbronk, a guy called Buari I'd never heard of, and Louis Saha. Yeah. Barry Hales she, off the bench. Was she, Hales one, need. one of uh, Shearer's, it was a penalty, I think, wasn't it? I don't against know. Oh, yeah, there was one penalty yeah. in the game. Well, yeah. we know that Iosi Perez wasn't playing then, but he was certainly playing <laughs> oh, against he, Everton. He played about three games at once against Everton. It was oh, brilliant. Goodness. He's got that in him occasionally, hasn't he? Where he oh, just looks yeah, incredible. Yeah. What, a, what a hero. Joint top scorer in the Benitez era, Perez. Really? Is that right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, he really does like him, and I guess speaks the same language. You hate him. I don't hate him. I just oh, think he's what. Do you know what? He's one point five million in my ear at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> the whole game. Yeah. Well, in the day, every time he did something, in the day he's a two million pound footballer playing like a two million pound footballer. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me, sir. Will you finish those chips? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, he got two goals there, Petey. He did, and he's played very well. The last, Assisted uh, by last few uh, Jordan Pickford. Yes, yeah, I mean, I, I think Pickford kind of lost the match for Evan because of his sure botting when yeah, when yeah. he uh, saved the penalty, and I think someone whipped the ball wide, and he was giving it the big lits because he's obviously a big Sunderland fan. Um, so the Sunderland fans are actually tweeting about him, going, "He's one of our own, he's one of our own," actually right. chanting at their match uh, because right. their oh life is God. the Magpies. And um, uh, lucky not to be sent off. It's a dig. He oh was, my yeah. God! Yeah, that was been <laughs> ridiculous. Do you like, want set off today? Yeah. I do. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't, did he, he didn't even get booked, did he? No, not even the yellow. The yeah, yellow. No, no, not even the yellow cool. for rugby does, tackle. It, we've seen him do that once before, England versus Spain. It was or Spain jo- versus England. It was Joe Hart-esque the way he kind of, really. it's all on me, it's all about well, England's number one. And I, I think I think that is a problem for a keeper. I think mm. if you get to the point where you're being set yeah. of attention the whole time, it's probably not what you want. It, it was a shame because having, con- having conceded the penalty, which was obviously a bit of a daft one, he then saves it and you think, right, you've got yourself out of jail there. Yeah, yeah. crack on. Um, yeah. And, and get your head down, but of course... Young lad, he's let the occasion get the better of him. He's got the rave on, Mark, hasn't he? He, Yeah, yeah, he has. He's very much got the rave on him. I saw, um, I saw a really funny tweet about this, um, about the 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 parry for uh, Ozzy Perez's goal, which was along the lines of, "This is such bad goalkeeping. It almost looks like match fixing," and it really was. (laughs) Like it was such a, it was such a ridiculous parry straight into the into the the path of, of Perez, and you feel like. That just surely comes from a lack of focus. Because he's that's, busy that's a key sort of point. bantering with the fans. I, yeah. I feel like absolutely right. One of the most important things about a goalkeeper, you look at the top level of goalkeeping. If Pickford wants to go on and play for, I don't know, say he goes and plays for Man United or whatever, hmm. a team that on their day and when everything's clicking nicely, you haven't really got an awful lot to do. Hmm. 
you've got to be concentrated. It's the biggest skill you need. Yeah. Don't come to me and tell me, oh, that keeper's a great shot stopper, that keeper. All those keepers are great. They mm. make unreal saves. I mean, mm. Bert Leno, who's not been short of, of criticism this mm. season, mm-hmm. made one of the best saves I've ever seen last yeah. week against Spurs. I, I couldn't believe it. a good shot stopper. Donny makes some good saves, <laughs> yeah. but it's a concentration. And if you're focused yeah. on all that kind of stuff, yeah. I wonder if that's just a bit of immaturity and it makes it difficult to focus at the same time. I, I feel like in another life, he could be the sort of person that runs onto a pitch and punches a footballer. Yeah, That's stop it, Jim. <laughs> Fortunately, he's not living that life. No, he's no. not. He's, he's got his... gloves on if he has. Exactly. At the moment, yeah. he's nearly living his best life. Uh, <laughs> nearly. Uh, Newcastle up to 13th, six points above the relegation zone. They're only three points behind Bournemouth and Everton. Can they dream of a top 10 finish, Peter? I mean, they can dream of it, of course. I don't, I don't think, think it's outside the realms of possibility. They seem to be playing well. They've got did, uh, did, you, did you not observe that 3 2 win because they went 2 0 down first? I, I, I really enjoyed <laughs> I wonder who was going to say that. I really enjoyed the, uh, the inevitability of actually Newcastle coming back because that rarely happens. They're always either hanging on by the skin of our teeth and kind of all backs to the wall and, you know, parking the bus and stuff at the end of the match. But that was like, oh, I, mean, I think Newcastle might win this. And when Rondon's got that look in his eye. <laughs> Yeah. You think to yourself, oh, yeah. here he comes. Mr. Holdup. Yeah. When the Venezuelan Peter Kay's got that look in his eye. <laughs> Peter Kay? He looks like Peter Kay. Oh, I Does don't know. He? Does he? John O'Shea looks like Peter So, Kay. I'm not talking, not Peter Kay. Um, um, Paddy McGuinness. Again, possibly even a worse shout. No, I don't think it's You've worse. kept it in no the same like realm and just shuffled it up slightly. No, because I missed No, Lukey, no like it. <laughs> <laughs> I originally meant to say Paddy McGuinness. Yeah, still, though, we're not convinced yeah. by that. Peter, got, but you've got the same agent as Paddy McGuinness, haven't you? <laughs> no. Mm. No, don't think no. so. He's looking. He's Google imaging Paddy McGinnis. Um, um, what's his name? Rondon. All right, well, let's have a quick I can't break. Figure it out. Pete, you have a little uh, Google image and uh, come <laughs> back and let us know what you think. All right, see you in a moment. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you going to say one, two, three, Steve, and then we'll just yeah, reveal, sure. our, reveal ourselves? Yeah, one, two, three. <laughs> uh, does he look like Paddy McGuinness, Jim? I wasn't Googling it. Oh, no, Googling Jim's got better things from memory. I'm going to go, no. Yeah, okay, Jim's trying enough. to think of other players that should have been sent off this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for emails with P.E.D. It is time for emails. Yeah. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Not the bees! Oh! 
got mail. These are quite good, really, aren't they? The, um, one? the mm. reason Marcus does that is to give Pete enough time to find the jingle. It's like when the Brazilian radio <laughs> commentator yeah, yeah, does yeah, it. Goal. goal! Yeah, it's like that. Well, the, yeah. the original uh, reason for that goal. People, yeah, people will just listen and go, oh, Marcus is, is bit, being mm. quirky or whatever. I'm sat in between them both. <laughs> Marcus is doing that while wildly gesticulating yeah, Pete. First, and yeah, Pete's but... going, like, flapping, trying to find no, the no, right no, button. But, but, I mean, there's, 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 there's two kind of postures. There's two phases of play here. It's one, me going, do we want the email jingle or not? And then the second play, phase is me going, what have I named it? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, I've, held, I've helpfully named it emails. I Ultimately, I'm stalling thing. for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that was for those who don't know. That was the uh, original reason why that the whole goal yeah. thing, because the, the famous commentator was losing his eyesight. He wants to find the name exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, right, should we just assume that um, if there's a jingle for a section, we do want it? Yeah, because you've made it and <laughs> it's on the iPad, which you've brought in specifically for the it's purpose. Same though, doesn't it? But why not so make another one? If it's samey for you, if samey for you, it's not samey for me. Have you got Adobe Audition? No, hang on. (laughs) I said, if it's samey for you, then then I'm empowering you and encouraging you to make another one. But for us, we're happy with it. People like them. Let's make some more of them. (laughs) Emails. James. Hello. He's got in touch. (laughs) Show at thefootballramble.com. Hello, Ramblers. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time writer. As much as I uh, enjoyed hearing some insightful emails in Pete's absence, rude, I was intrigued by... (laughs) I was intrigued by Aston's uh, underarm, overarm, bottle-throwing debate last, night, last week on uh, Pete's return. During the 16-17 season, I worked for the Posh on a season-long internship as a sports therapist. Uh, during a League One match, I can't remember the opposition, our uh, centre midfielder and friend of mine, uh, Jermaine Anderson, jogged towards the side of the pitch for some water. The physio chucked him a bottle of water, and once he'd, once he'd finished, he underarmed it back to the physio, applying too much power and seeing the bottle loop over the physio and into the first row of the Ooh. home fans. Red, that's a red. The referee, obviously seeing this as an act of aggression, proceeded to show Jermaine a red card. Oh, that's harsh. Him, sending him for an early shower. Unsurprisingly, they then managed Graham Wesley was not impressed but he wasn't I can't help but feel that seeing red for a misplaced throw into your own fans is a bit harsh particularly when it's underarmed Jim probably yeah. thinks that's a red card though don't you yeah. <laughs> was the top on or off is the question we talked about Graham Wesley on Thursday didn't he, we? he pops up a lot yeah he? hang on was it Graham mm. Wesley speaking of so if he did that and then I've got uh, a boy in the bar yeah. that's Graham Wesley yeah, that is. yeah. Farm of town. come on give us a blast um, he shouted out when someone <laughs> put a tackle in in front of the subs bench and Graham Wesley's farmer town had already had a player sent off. He shouted out to the referee, come on, ref, I've got a boy in the bath for less than that. <laughs> the record, it. I do think that was a red. It's a great line. Yeah, it's a great line. <laughs> well done, Jim. Any more emails, Peter? Uh, yes. Uh, hello to, who have we got? Um, Andy Chan uh, from Edinburgh, who also went to the Royal High School class of 2011. Is that a reference to something? No, probably no. not. Okay. It, is, uh, it is for me, brother. Oh, is well, it? Well, pipe up then. That's <laughs> the question. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I may have gone to that school. Yeah, 20 Ooh. years before. No that. one's writing your book. It's fine. 20 years ago before that. <laughs> oh, much. Uh, yeah, much. Uh, you left that school in what, 1998? 99? Quite possibly, Luke. Yeah. Do you I don't want to say. To, um, make sure they're maintaining the statue. Very yeah. much so. <laughs> <laughs> I have to clean my own statue. Yeah, much like, like Carlos Valderrama. Like, yeah. <laughs> Happy Monday, lads. Uh, so I heard on the radio yesterday that Virgil van Dyke's current home in Manchester is owned by Ole. Manchester United manager who's also the landlord of a Liverpool player how weird is that I like it do you like it yeah <laughs> Okay. I think he should um, I, I want to know if it was fully furnished when he moved in uh-huh. with all Man United memorabilia well we, yeah. we, we may have that in the running order for the Arsenal Man United game yeah. a lot of benches well I'm, I'm sticking it in the email section because I've noticed late. and um, I, I think if I was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer I would be doing weekly inspections yeah. as is my <laughs> right as a landlord uh-huh. <laughs> setting well, traps yeah. turning up in the middle of the night yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know you had a game tomorrow sorry I've got a key <laughs> <laughs> I will let myself in. I've got I've got the Bluetooth connection at the Sonos, so oh, I'll just turn that yeah. off. I wouldn't have put that sofa there. <laughs> um, what manager from any generation do you think would be the worst landlord? 
Is this uh, who's asking this question? Oh, sorry, Andy the, the man, yeah, yeah. from Edinburgh. Which Andy man? Chandler, man? T- Tony Pulis. He's just a victory all the time. Yeah, yeah he would. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. Good. Sorry, puffing cigarette fumes every time he's put <laughs> yeah. It would just stink a tab. Just cigarette butts everywhere. Yeah. Tevez yeah. would be terrible. He'd let the place just go into disrepair and like have a strop every time oh. he had a problem with it. Oh, Redknapp. Redknapp. You'd never get hold of him. He doesn't know how to work a mobile phone. No, I tell yeah. you what, Harry Redknapp. He'd turn up in the middle of the day. Yeah. You'd be there in your dressing gown having a cup of tea. Just oh, keep look after this for me, will you? <laughs> <laughs> just, put it, just put it under the stairs put it under the stairs this is a bloody axe yeah. <laughs> I reckon uh, Duncan Ferguson security would be paramount yeah it would yeah absolutely I think he'd be a good landlord big dunk yeah yeah, you, yeah. yeah that, that's if you're on the right secure. side of him yeah. and you paid your I mean, rent Kevin Nolan was Andy Carroll's for a while for a yeah. bit wasn't he so yeah, maybe he's not uh-huh. it's talk of uh, Carroll going back to Newcastle which I'm not sure about mm. <laughs> but you'll take any player at the moment won't you Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Anyone, on a, anyone market, on a permanent. Yeah. <laughs> anyone we can have for what more than one season. Uh, Kennedy can leave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get to the show, as always, hello. Uh, no, it's show at thefootballramble.com. Mm. But do write hello yeah. at the start of your emails. Nothing yeah. wrong with a greeting. Give is us there? a no, traditional no. greeting. Yes. Mm. Arsenal beat Manchester United 2 0. Mm. 2 0. They ended Olegana Scholchar's unbeaten run in the league. Uh, what a win for Arsenal. This was mm. a great last-ditch defending from Arsenal, yeah, Jim, throughout absolutely. that game. Some great saves from Leno. Yeah, Leno um, has been in excellent form of late. It took him a while to sort of settle in, but um, yeah, he looks um, he looks confident now and looks like he's giving confidence to the rest of the team. And I, I love seeing Arsenal defending a lead um, like that. And obviously, we were talking before about the, the way the game went in the FA Cup, which made me think that this might be a difficult afternoon. And in, in parts, it was. But I think Emery reacted to Man United's counter-attacking game by just doing the same. And it sort of it, it left them it left them having to play a very very different match from the from the game at the, um, in the FA Cup and Wouldn't also Jesse Lingard's break dancing was infuriating at the time and Leno <laughs> said that like they they used that as motivation did which, they which would great, Leno yeah. have dealt with that swerver that the hair I don't know I, I feel like. Well, it's, it's the big conversation of our age. This it's a freak one now. Neville and like Carrick got a massive ding dong about yeah. it. Yeah, well, like, well it. everyone was sort of saying like it, it was a terrible mistake from an excellent goalkeeper. But I'm looking at that going. That didn't make me think that he. It was an absolute rick. It made me think. Oh, goalkeeping is really difficult. Isn't mm, it? Yeah. I wouldn't have even been in the place where I thought it was going to go. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those ones, isn't it? I, I think that there's a moment where De Gea, where the ball is coming to him, and you. Obviously, with slow motion replays and all the rest of it, mm. you can see where the ball then begins to veer yeah. away and he takes a step in the other direction. And that's yeah. the moment where he's been done. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, yeah, it's it's just a bit of a freak. There's really. a lot of swerve on it. And also the, the wind probably played a played a part More in it. I, I imagine if, <laughs> if Bernd Leno had, had let that in, you'd be like, oh, come on, you've got to be doing better than that without having the, you know, having the advice to give him on how to do better with it. Yeah, so I can yeah. understand why my United fans are a little bit disappointed. But Xhaka hits the ball in such a weird way. Like he almost, he strikes it in a sort of MC Escher style way because it, it's just, it just up, moves up around in the weirdest yeah. way. <laughs> uh, for, for me, the only criticism you could level at De Gea, I think, is just that he goes quite early. Yeah. The balls, I know Xhaka can ping him. Um, but he's not anticipated it moving at all, is he? No, and he and and, and he's quite a long way out, and yeah. he's got a clear look at it. Mm. So to it me, didn't go in the corner. No, it went quite near the middle of the goal. Yeah, I think he's the the criticism you level is he's he's put his weight on his foot early, too early, mm. and so he can't adjust. But it, and he sort of freezes when it moves. Well, I, th- he I think really... he's noticed what players actually hitting it, and he knows he can absolutely how it's to them. So yes. I think he just sort of goes, "I need my full body behind this." But but you're right though, Pete. It, it, it really did throw into focus how good goalkeepers are because yes. it's so rare yeah. you see a ball go that close to the middle of the yeah. goal and go in because yeah. the ball look, it made the goal look massive like yeah that, exactly that shot. it's exactly. a weird thing 
Yeah, absolutely. So it's slightly fortuitous, I suppose you could say. Yeah. Uh, the second one was never a penalty. Oh, so it's a penalty and it's a red. <laughs> it's a red card. Yeah. Uh, no, it's... Um, yeah. It's it's not... It, it, no one thinks it's a penalty, I, surely. No, I praised Lacazette for staying on his feet when he could have done, gone down for a penalty a little while ago. And I think, well done, mate. You've earned that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't mind it. You know, yeah. Arsenal's record at home is fantastic. And we yes. know that. And they've only lost once on the, on, the, on the opening day, which is a bit like Freshers' Week and anything mm. can happen. Um, you know, you're just really unpredictable the open day of the season. Yeah. So, you know, and it was a tough game. Yeah. Yeah. Goes our own. Exactly. That's, what it, that's what it, certainly what it looked like. And and um, so you, they rode their luck in the game against United because United had some chances and hit the bar and all the rest of it. And another day, Manchester United could have won that game. Yeah. Hit the, exactly. But so the luck is the luck. But the coincidence, it's not a coincidence. They're so good at home, yeah. at Arsenal, and, and they deserve it. And I think, I think, I thought again, it was almost similar to the the old Spurs game. They just they a lot of defending looks a little bit last ditch, but they just at the same time they seem quite well, comfortable. They, they, exactly, and that is the culture in particular that needs to change because you are going to be under the cosh against mm-hmm. the best sides. That's true of Man City. You know, like that is that's what it takes to be a, a top team. You have to understand how to be under the cosh, weather that storm, and then get back on top yourself. And Arsenal yeah. seem to be better at that um, in in recent weeks. They're which more is robust, really, yeah. really good. And also, I'm very impressed with the team spirit because the. Uh, Game against Rennes on Thursday was was awful. It was an absolutely abysmal mm. situation and very poor result. And uh, the team spirit looks really, really good. And I'm happy to see them sort of bounce back like that, especially with another home game to try and put that right coming up. And the, the fixture list coming up is 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 encouraging as well as we've touched on before. Arsenal have played all of the the rest of the top six home and away now, and there are still tough games in all of them. They've but got a nice looking run in though. Yeah, but if they can get that run going again and and focus then they've got a really good chance of finishing the top four. What did you think of uh, Neville and Carragher's comments that Emery's overachieving as they believe Arsenal to be the poorest side in the top six? So there was a lot of praise for uh, Emery yeah. himself in, from I, those two. To be honest, I don't think that's unfair. Mm. I mean, I think they are the poorest team. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would agree some with of the, it, yeah. some, of the, some of those players They're in They're very top-heavy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Mustafi's had had his had his had his ricks. There's been is he still technically a football player? Well, <laughs> we'll see, won't we? Yeah. Um, He's disruptor. Yeah, yeah. It, it's an abstract concept, really. Obviously, Hector Bellerin being out is, is weakens that team considerably, and there's the Urzel situation. A lot of different stuff for Emery to contend with, and I think that that is. I think he's doing fair. I think he's doing a good job. job. I agree, and he got and they did get Mustafi pretty cheap, so it's not not the end of the world. Indeed, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're still in the Europa League. Though. I know it was not a great result. Oh, and they Renner can turn that Turn that easy, yeah. easy like peasy, that. like that. No bother at all. Uh, all right, uh, let's go and talk about Leicester City. Brendy Rogers got his first win as Leicester City manager. It was against Fulham, so a bit of a gimme, but they still <laughs> got to win the game. Uh, Jamie Vardy scored his hundredth goal for the club. Yeah, uh, there was often rumours that Puel and Vardy didn't really get on that well. Um, the relationship between yeah. the two wasn't and particularly. Puel point. would never come down vodka revolutions. <laughs> <laughs> Vardy just thought that was boring. All he wanted to do was go for dinner. Have one glass of wine and go home. One, <laughs> you're having one. You're not even going out, out. <laughs> and, and put uh, some skittles in that wine. <laughs> you are having another drink. You are having another drink. <laughs> and then just go to the bar and buy a new one. Um, Stop hitting yourself in the face, Jamie. Pe- people can people can get their own get to their own conclusions about whether Jamie Vardy and Claude Puel got on. But I'll just leave you with this. I typed in Jamie Vardy Claude Puel into Google, mm-hmm. and the first result I got back had the following headline. Did Leicester striker Jamie Vardy call Claude Puel a fucking knobhead after the Man United defeat? <laughs> With a video of Jamie Vardy quite clearly calling Claude Puel a fucking knobhead. 
<laughs> could have been high jinks. Could have been high spirits could after have, a yeah. difficult could game. Have. Could have been talking to a bloke just stood behind him. Yeah, but he did not, Pete, do what you referenced earlier and put his hand in front of his mouth. That's far too refined yeah, for Vars. No. Well, I think on that it's not note, a man to words. The only time he puts his hand in front of his mouth is when there's a shot of vodka in it. <laughs> I, think, I think managers or if you don't want people to to know what you're saying, a bit like uh, you know in the Wild West, get a handkerchief up there. Yeah, I'll just learn ventriloquism. Yeah, I'll do that. Thought thought that. Oh yeah, one of the watches ready. Fucking Norvid. Yeah. <laughs> who was that director that? You don't even know who said it because I threw my voice. Yeah, that's true. Well, All right, really. Jim, there's no need for that. <laughs> Where, um, one of those little Japanese masks they, um, the Japanese people bought. Yeah, there. like a oh, surgeon's mask. Or shredder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've got options, haven't they? Is what we're saying. Either learn ventriloquism, handkerchief, like oh, Wild West style, or, or cosplay Japanese shredder. Or, or do that. Do the shredder thing, as Pete said. Uh, but Rogers has already been praising Vardy, calling him a world class striker and a brilliant focal point for the team. He's clearly gone straight for. The, the alpha male of the group, hasn't he? And it's a wise decision. very populist. Indeed. <laughs> and uh, and Navardi, you know, two goals. Very Could unselfish. Could have a third as well, yeah. Indeed, obviously the first one for Tielemon. And uh, Vardy looks like, a bit like when Cholshire went to Manchester United, a number of those players started enjoying mm. themselves. I mean, on the basis of that, and I know it was against Fulham and Vardy's got goals in him for crying out loud, but he does look like he's kind of like, hey, we're back yeah, on. And they're playing more to his strength as well. The exactly, ball, well, the I think that's it. The ball that's played through by Madison, Madison for one of his goals, that's exactly what Vardy but needs. that's what Rogers it? said. Rogers come in and immediately saying he's a brilliant focal point for the team. He's almost like a dig at Puel, if you see what I mean. Or not necessarily a dig at Puel, but, but the, the, the previous regime. I, th- I imagine Funtime Brendan doesn't even know who Claude Puel is. No. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in the past. Uh-huh. And the past is the past, Jim. Indeed. You know, it's all about the honesty of the group. Uh, and, and Fulham fans can, can rest assured they're, they're relegated now. I did say last week that they showed a bit against Chelsea mm-hmm. for a bit. But, I mean, it, they were dreadful. And there was errors and all sorts going on. And they, and they really weren't in the game. But... Um, Although I suppose they did equalise at one point. I know what you mean. Though. How, yeah, how um, much of the money are they going to get back from all those players they bought? Oh, who knows right. what, what the arrangements are. But one thing that surprised me about this game is that the referee was a guy who's apparently refereed nine Premier League games and he's called David Coote. I'd mm-hmm. never heard of him. I've never once heard that this name. This is the first time I'm hearing of David Coote myself. Have you? No. David Coote was the referee. Couldn't mm. he, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. My goodness. He's no Dean. No. Is that, I mean, he, yeah, but how many Premier League games is he refereed? Apparently, I've cli- I just clicked on him on... on um, nine. He's refereed nine, yeah. Oh, well, that's not too many, is He's it? done five in the Championship this season. Well, he's fairly new. Yeah. Give him a chance. Come on. He, he didn't do anything silly in this game, I don't think. Mind no. you, I hadn't actually watched the game live, so maybe he did. Yeah, exactly. Good on you, David Coote. Yeah, well done there, uh, DC. Hope he's bald. bald hence, bald as a Coote. Exactly, yeah. Spending to go leg. on there. Well, we John, look forward uh, to... Uh, oh, John Moss is uh, on a bit of... Uh, I thought that. John John Moss should also dye his hair green in the same spirit. Yes. (laughs) Maybe that's what he's grown under his top. (laughs) Who was it who was complaining about John Moss being overweight in that game? There was a commentator, it might have been on the radio, who was complaining that it. Oh, it's Danny. Forget it, it was Danny Mills. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, forget it. (laughs) It's time for an ad break, ladies and gentlemen, after which we'll go to the Championship and the WhatsApp group. See you in a minute. Sets up the dubious penalty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was enjoying that one. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. The previous show, sponsored by Bet365, will be with you on Thursday. Our best bet came in, didn't it? As, as mentioned, Jeremy Vardy scored not one, but yeah. two. So um, our man will be in the hot seat for Thursday. We look forward to seeing what he picks out this time on the way to what is now really the holy grail mm. of this show, which is three best bets correct in a row 
the ORE, the Order of the Ramble mm-hmm. Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, stay tuned on Thursday uh, for that grand unveiling. Marvellous stuff. Right, championship time. Birmingham nil, Aston Villa won. A good-natured affair. <sighs> I mean, yeah. shocking scenes uh, at yeah. St Andrews as a Birmingham City supporter. We should say the same happened at the Emirates then. Piss off that guy. Yeah. And yeah, it happened exactly, north of the border yeah. as well, did it not? Uh, Him versus yes, Rangers, yeah. 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 Uh, but this one was seemed even worse well, than, he punched than those it. one because he properly... You know, stuck one on Jack Grealish from behind as well. So he doubly cowardly. Yeah. Um, Some are saying Birmingham should be deducted points for this. You know, people going very, very much. The the, the league should throw the book at them. The the, the most interesting one I've seen is that um, there should be armed police at football matches. That's that's an outlier, isn't it? That's That's a fringe view. Some of the solutions will be false. Donald Trump getting involved (laughs) in the chat, is he? You know, um, I I do think there's there's an issue here around, um, clearly around. The uh, Jonathan Wilson wrote a piece this week saying, or mm. after this society game, society is rotten to the core. Basically, he, he said football and society is rotting from the head. It's, yeah. it's a piece I recommend it. I think it's for Sports Illustrated. I definitely recommend that. But clearly, you're going to get idiots, right? And you can't in a, in a, in a crowd of however many people were there. Let me just check. There were twenty over twenty six thousand people there. So people are going to be idiots. You're going to get that. Yeah. And the guy should be, it was, what he did was disgusting and he should be punished to the full extent of the law, um, both inside and outside of football. And I'm sure he will be because it's not difficult to do that. I mean, there's a few witnesses and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there is an issue around stewarding at football games. And we've talked about this on this show before. Mm. I don't want to get too serious for too long, but to me, there are far too many stewards who don't have proper training, who aren't properly paid. And to be honest, I don't blame them for this, for the money they're on and for the, what's expected of them. Mm. They they're not going to be able to police it properly. It's very, very difficult. And and so... It's very easy to get on the pitch, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, and you it's, can't and stop it, it. And it seems to be happening more and more and everybody... I, I kind of see it as an extension of the social media kind of... Everybody can be a legend in their, their own lunchtime by yeah. doing something outrageous, isn't it? And, and it is that kind of, hey, everyone, look at me. It's like going to yeah. bloody cricket and seeing lads run around in stupid fucking costumes. It's like, look what I can do. Look what I can get on. I can get on match of the day. I mean, in this case, obviously... He's gone mad and he's punched the player, but I just think it's an extension of that. And we, but it's the sort of thing we we can sort of be sanctimonious about it a little bit because it's the sort of thing we kind of romanticise when it comes to South America. Look what spot happened yeah. at Sporting Lisbon's training ground a little yeah. while ago. It's it's all a big bloody shame, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, you're it's, right it's, about it's, the point about it seems a little bit different if it's overseas, and that's wrong by us for sure. <laughs> but you know, he it's cowardly because he knows the football player's not going to do anything back to him because yeah. he can't and, he, and he's cowardly because he's hitting from behind but he shouldn't be on the pitch in the first place he'll get mm. banned for life mm. and he'll get prosecuted the, and yeah. if he's got previous convictions he'll probably go to jail and, 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 and he should be punished to the full extent of the law but you can't um, you can't um, expect every single person to be effectively pleased it's like London right we saw it on the London riots it's however many million people in London there aren't, there isn't a policeman for every human being. Yeah, You've got a lot of it is fabricated, is, is sort of built on the idea that most people are going to behave themselves. Well, society is a bit of a bluff, really. Well, yeah, the exactly. As well, I think the, the issue here is that you know football, as with with anything, um, is is a reflection of what's going on in society, and we're yeah. seeing a lot of unrest at the moment. We're seeing a, it's a very very difficult and unusual tense time, and we're, we're seeing that spill over into football, and it's a shame. And it, you know, football needs to do what it can. To keep a lid on that, mm-hmm. I think. I think. Um, go on, Luke. No, I was just going to say Jack Grealish responded on the best. Well, that's what I was about way. to yeah. say. You know, the, yeah. the, uh, without kind of making it trivial, 
and I don't think we have there, but but we must also say the way Jack Grealish responded. Yeah. Uh, this is a, this is a player who's been criticised over the years for being a bit immature and whatnot, off the field and whatnot. And I, I understand some of those those uh, criticisms. But well, he is to, immature. He's only twenty three now. Sure, but yeah. uh, but uh, okay, so unwise perhaps yeah. then. Yeah. Um, but to have that experience of being punched in that ground in that atmosphere, he's Villa yeah. through and through. He was the captain of the day. He could have shrunk. He, he, he and it would oh, have been great. totally understandable if he'd have said, you know, what, I want to come off. Um, uh, and 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 he could have sort of disappeared and whatnot. But man of the match gets the winner, and after the game, probably maybe slightly tongue in cheek, said, "Oh, you know, it was the best day of my life." Yeah, he, he, kind of stuff. I, no, I don't think it was tongue in cheek. I don't think he knew what the reporter meant. I think the reporter <laughs> said to him, "Oh, what a bit of a crazy day for mm. you." I don't think he knew. I think he had put it out of his mind to such yeah, an extent. Maybe. He, he thought he was talking about scoring the goal at the Villa fans' end yeah. at Birmingham, which is massive for him. Uh-huh. But on the captain's um, armband as well for I know. the tide he supports, it's, and, it's quite glorious in in just talking about football terms, you know. And you say you don't want to trivialise it. I think we should trivialise it. I think I think that it should be trivialised. I think the way it was covered by Sky Sports was wrong. They showed it far too many times. And, well, I, it, and well, I also well, think, just quickly, that thing at Arsenal wouldn't have happened if it yeah, didn't show it so much. That guy who got on the pitch at Arsenal has 100% been in the pub before the game watching yeah. that Villa game yeah. and he's seen how many times it's been shown and thought, I'm going to be a bit well, of a legend. A legend to me, mate. The best thing that can happen is for people not even to talk about it again. Mm. Get him prosecuted, report that he's been prosecuted, make it clear that's what happens and don't glamorise the guy because he's an idiot. True, we never we never talk about that time Pete did the, well anyway. No, exactly. Um, yeah. no, nobody said, knows about that, it. That mascot deserves it, so. And we're not allowed to talk about no. it. Uh, we are going to talk about Darren Moore, though. He's been sacked by West Brom. They drew one all at home with Ipswich. Uh, first team coach James Sharn will take temporary charge. At the time of recording, no one has been given the job, although um, Jukanovic, uh, the, the ex fuller manager, has been linked quite strongly. They, they must have someone in the wings if they were going to make that decision. They're going to trigger there if it's so important to get on track immediately. I don't know. Well, possibly. I mean, with 10 games to go, the board said they made the decision after a recent run of poor results that saw the club lose ground on automatic promotion. Now, West Brom have won four of their last 12 league games. Um, the board has said that they wanted to return to the Premier League very quickly and obviously feel that that wasn't going to happen under Moore. Now, West Brom, they had a very good first half of the season. They have fallen away of late with those four wins in, in 12 league games. They're still in the playoffs, so they're now nine points off automatic promotion. Losing Harvey Barnes was um, yeah, a huge, bit of a blow yeah. for them when, yeah. when we went back to Leicester. I have to say, I think it's a bad decision. I agree. I, th- I think... Um... Uh, I think the way West Brom have played, you're going to have these patches in the championship. Yeah, Leeds uh, yeah. have they had a little wobble, but they've they've gone right back at the races. God, if you're using Leeds as an example of stability, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm talking about in terms <laughs> of winning games. What it is is a naive decision because you, you exactly. need to understand the competitiveness of the championship, and you also Completely. need to respect what Darren Moore's achieved there, not yeah. just as a manager, but what he did before that mm-hmm. with bringing young players through and all the rest of it, and how he brought he essentially knitted that team back together. They're still in the playoffs, and they, yeah. they they've got a, they've got a worse chance now of getting promoted than I they agree. had when they had him in there they've hit the panic button definitely eight, eight, eight away games out of nine they've won I know yeah. it's four and twelve and they've not had a different they've not had been great at home mm-hmm. recently eight out of nine away games they've won I think oh, off the top of my head they're six or seven points ahead of seventh place you would fancy them to get a playoff spot now maybe the board have thought we're not going to get a playoff spot. We're slipping that badly. I, I don't. I think that's unlikely. I think the way West Brom are playing, I know what a draw at home against um, Ipswich, who are right down there, uh, is poor. I have to say, I know we we've spoken about how we like Darren Moore. I'm genuinely not letting that get in the way of what mm. I think is the right decision here or the wrong decision. He's also a good player for them as well. I think it's. Re- I know you can't be too sentimental, mm-hmm. but I, I just think, as Jim says, panic button. I mean, mm. you, they've gone for a bit of a wobble. They've they've got a bit of a cushion there to to, to cushion them because they've started yeah. the season so well. Um, Sometimes and you've got to hold your hands up. Look at the way Norwich and Leeds are performing, and even yeah. Sheffield United. 
I mean, they, they can't. They, to be fair, they can't really defend very well. They've got a poor defensive. They have. For that top they've six. scored a lot of goals, but it's not their their goal scoring and defending is not that dissimilar to say Norwich. They've had some some mm. disappointing results. Fair enough, but would they not be better if they don't go up this season? I just think they would be better still having Darren Moore there. Oh, my mate, I've got a mate who's a West Brom fan, and he says it's absolutely ridiculous. But I did hear some people on the phone in on Five Live at the weekend. I know you necessarily can't take this into account because people are ringing the phone and all the rest of it. Although I enjoy listening to it, there were it was a split. It was a bit split. A lot, oh, of, of, course, a lot of them saying at home we're, we're bad, we can't defend. Mm. Have you seen us play recently at home? You need to come and watch us to find out what. But I, if you're only watching them at home, I guess as a season ticket holder and not yeah. going away, that will be. But Pete, you'd be like, this is rubbish. I think your point though is right. I mean, they, surely you think they have someone lined up. No, they no. must have someone lined up. And where oh. I'm from, the word Shan means um, you've um, acted. Acted poorly or unfair, so that's Shan. Is that and now Jim Shan is, uh, is it? Yeah. Simon Edinburgh. That's Shan. It's unfair. No, he's in charge. Shan in charge. All right then. Shan decision. Poor old Darren Moore. Well, speaking of Shan, let's go to the WhatsApp group, everybody. Let's do that then. Wherever that might be. The WhatsApp group. If people would move my buttons, I wouldn't uh-huh. have a problem, would I? Who moved them? Who moved your buttons? I'm not going to say. I'm not going to air my dirty laundry on this podcast. Unless it's literally my dirty laundry. Any more than you already have. Yes. Consistently. (laughs) I know, yeah. Well, we know you're a man who who keeps a tight ship and organises well, so we'll find them. (laughs) We'll we'll get them, mate. Don't worry. (laughs) I'm surprised you even noticed. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but if 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 we find out it's you all along, was it <laughs> was it Shada Ramiyobi who called the police because he said his house had been ransacked? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, so he, couldn't, he couldn't find his checkbook. I think yeah. that was his problem. Yeah. He just left it messy. That's Pete Donaldson software. <laughs> <laughs> right. A few people tweeted about this. Thank you very much. Uh, Scottish League Two side Berwick Rangers. League Two side. Yes. Fourth tier. Yeah. Respectable level. Do it in the in the accent. They tweeted from their official account on the weekend. Ugly scenes in the dugout as Cowden Beast managers just told Johnny Harvey to take his face for a shite. <laughs> Go take your face for a shite. Does that mean Brilliant. like does that mean that you're gonna be sick? No, it means your face is like a bum. Like an anus. <laughs> you got an yeah. ass face. I think I think oh. that can be interpreted a few ways. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just, it's, it, I mean, it is quite disrespectful. I'll go it? and take your face for a shite. <laughs> it's good. It make, it it it's not good. as good in, without the Scottish accent. No, I think Scottish it still works. It's a very specific um, one. I'll go thing. and take your face for a shite. Yeah. See, so that's so much better. It's better, yeah, it is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and where my family are from in Edinburgh, they would say, away and bore your head. You yeah, heard right. that? I thought you were in Aberdeen. Your your I said, what did I say? Edinburgh. It is Aberdeen, yeah. Ad- that's, that's, Aberdeen. That's my ancestor. Sorry, yeah, Aberdeen. Getting confused. Away and boil your head. Boil, boil, boil your head. Uh, boy. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so similar but not as aggressive. Decent. Yeah. Decent. Mm. Um, oh, talking of shite. Imagine if like Pochettino oh, did that. You've messed up the list. Sorry, speaking of the goal, carry on. <laughs> FIFA uh, <laughs> facing fresh calls to investigate the Qatar World Cup, which is going to happen in 2022, we think. Um, yeah, the bid uh, due to new reports claiming Qatar offered FIFA 400 million dollars before they were awarded the tournament. It's, a, a, it's alleged that a secret $100 million deal... There you go. Stick that towards your surplus. ...was offered by Qatar's <laughs> state-run... Not a profit. ...state-run broadcaster Al Jazeera. Qatar Al means Jazeera. Qatar. Three weeks before Qatar were awarded the 2022 World Cup. Hmm. Yeah. Richard Key's unavailable for comment? I think, well... well he's, he's not seen any wrongdoing. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> In his probably literal ivory tower. Yeah. I, uh, I saw this story and it... And it, and it Oddly, it warmed me cockles. I thought yeah. to myself, we used to really hammer FIFA all the time and whatnot, mm-hmm. but since uh, Andrew Jennings uh, and the FBI and all the rest of it got them... We, we, Actually, they, been, are, they have done a pretty good PR cover-up of, of, you know, getting people off their backs a bit and actually because bearing in mind this is a dereliction of duty from true. us uh, but when you say pretty good you're right people might say well hang on we know there are no, 
Considering what it was, yeah, they, I think the PR job has been actually okay. Uh, but the allegations were first made in a book called Whatever It Takes, The Inside Story of the FIFA Way. The Sunday Times, they have seen uh, documents, or they, they, they have claimed that they've seen documents that allegedly state, in the event that the 2022 competition is awarded to the state of Qatar, Al Jazeera shall, in addition to the rights fee, pay, FIFA, pay to FIFA into the designated account the monetary amount of $100 million. Isn't that how like mm. things work? Um, U- US watch, dollars. We, we will do it here. Hasn't we'll... that bit number four? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was listening to any of that because I was just going for Richard Key's Twitter feed. <laughs> okay. He's not. Uh, he's not talked about it. No, he's I talking a bit about Alan Pardew a lot and some stuff about Volvos. He hasn't mentioned the Mighty Atom, the Dare to Dream. No, no he hasn't. While I was uh, while, I was, while I was away in Taiwan, there was a, a local um, man who was called Andy Gray who was offering. Um, scuba diving lesson. I saw that. Yeah. Did, did you splash it in Taiwan? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, yeah. yeah. So there we are. Good old FIFA. I'm trying mm. to think. Of like, it was just banter. It was just. Oh, I can't think of anything. Uh, Manta Ray. <laughs> yes. Marcus. That's That's good. Great. Manta Ray. Very good. Wow. Was, can you guys? Oh, I got stung. It was just Manta. As we're about to. <laughs> <laughs> As we're about to finish. Get the show. off the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, very good. Yeah, um, um, if you, uh, it was extraordinary. <laughs> <laughs> bream? Oh bream. yeah, bream is bream. I know what you meant. Uh, is yeah. Qatar? Is it going to happen? Can what I just think? ask a more important question? Oh, go on. Um, we're back. going to win it <laughs> after the show. I'll buy anyone in this room a coffee. You can name me one of the two players that Richard Keys has got in his Twitter um, banner pitch picture. Oh, and you get one guess each. Players. Okay, they current or former? Um, both former players. <laughs> what, Graham Sooner? Incorrect. Jim? Good guess, though. I see uh, where you're coming from with that. Oof. Can I have another guess? Yeah, if you want. Kevin Keegan? No. Ah! My mind's gone blank. Craig Bellamy. <laughs> Incorrect. Craig Bellamy. Think, I'm trying to think like, it, it's definitely an ex-pro around about 50. So Richard Keys on one end. Andy Gray on the other end. Yeah. Uh, World Cup trophy in the middle. Right. Of, um, oh, Come on, name me one. Can I a World Cup winner? Do I? Uh, no. I think Glenn Hoddle might be one. No, another good guess, but no. You got to think of all that 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 yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. age. Yeah, group. Hang really out. Yeah, I'll tell you. The jobs Jose. Of the boys. Jose, no. Um, one is Paul Robinson. Oh wow! Oh, right. And wouldn't. the other one is Nigel De Jong. Weirdly enough, oh, they would never have got those. I know you wouldn't. That's why I said it. That's oh, why he said it. Yeah. I was going. I was being too obvious. Yeah, I was just being too obvious. Aye. Marcus Speller wins. No, I know. I didn't win, but I. Take it. I'll take it. He's like Romario. He'll put that on the whiteboard in a minute. <laughs> yeah. That's part of his going for gold. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to the football ramble, which I just won. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye. Say goodbye, PED. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye. Bye from me. See you on Thursday. This was a Radio Stakhanov production. 